What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Running and Gunning Podcast with your host, Justin Sinan. Unfortunately, Logan is not with us today. He is in the mountains of Montana enjoying himself a nice elk hunt. Um, we were wishing him nothing but the best. Hopefully, he will have some success out there. Uh, this is awesome to be back talking with you guys. Uh, I had an awesome hunt. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw if you follow us online. Um, had a great elk hunt. Uh, is a trip of my dreams. I cannot wait to, to actually share the whole you know story with you guys. But it only seemed fair that I wait for Logan to come back. Hopefully, Logan's going to have a good success story as well. And uh, just kind of wanted to share that with him. I know, uh, unfortunately, the timing didn't work out with both of us, you know, being around. Um, he left Saturday, and I just got back into town uh, on Monday. So, hell of an adventure. Um, awesome stories. There's there's some wild stuff that happened. So, uh, I can't wait for you guys to, to listen. There's some good laughs and uh, all kinds of uh, highs and lows and wild shit that happened in the West. So... Um, I don't want to get too much into that, uh, too, too deep, but, uh, make sure you tune in next week for that one. Um, but this week we have got an awesome success story and just overall, uh, just like good trials and tribulations story with a good buddy, uh, Bo Hammock out of Ohio. And, um, you know, I, we had a wild couple days before I left on this elk hunt and it's, uh great story and you know it's kind of a kind of a stressful time for me right before i left uh but <laughs> I, it all it all seems suiting but uh bo what's going on dude how are you doing today man what's up dude uh dude i'm doing great first and foremost congratulations on a, a giant idaho bull like that's that's a dream hunt right there man so i, I gotta you. throw that out first and foremost a good Thank night you, though sir. uh this will be uh this will be round two for the night we've already tried this one time but uh <laughs> The kiddo got in the way for the first one, so we uh, rescheduled a couple hours later. So it's going good, man. Sweet, sweet. Well, why don't you give uh, some of our guys who might not know who you are. I know, like, we have a lot of, uh, like, good mutual friends. Um, you know, it seems like in the in the fitness community, I guess, and in, in, uh, mobile hunting style, I know we have a lot of the, the same mutual friends. But Yeah, for um, sure. Give us a little breakdown. All right. So, yeah, like you said, uh, I'm from the central Ohio area. I'm a, I'm a full-time fireman for uh, Mifflin Township in the city of Gahanna here on the, it's on the east side of Columbus, but, uh, but yeah, hunting, uh, I met Justin, I think we're going on two or three years, in the middle of two years, going on to three now, uh, at the Ohio uh, Mobile Hunter Roadshow that uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear puts on, and then uh, I don't, I don't have to say too much more about that, because just surrounding yourself with all those guys in that group that that are affiliated with custom gear and whitetail addictions like that. I give that a lot of, uh, a lot of credit to those guys. I, I could sit here and name a ton of them, but we'd be here all night. Uh, they, they really have a lot of, uh, a lot of part in this, uh, success story that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, really I've only been mobile hunting, truly mobile hunting for the past three years. Um, long story short, uh, this is my first self film buck, my first out of state, my first velvet. And I don't think Justin knows this yet. It's my first public land buck. So this is, uh, this is quite the story here tonight. That's awesome, man. Many firsts. And, uh, I think it's great to have guys, you know, like that are just getting, not that you're just getting into it, but just to like show, 
you know, if you you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to grow your skills, like what you can accomplish. And I think like a lot of people really take away some stuff from this story because hundred percent, man, it's just, uh, it's how it works out, man. And like, this is exactly the reason why we have the gear that we have. So you can be efficient and, uh, get in there deep where you need to be at. So hundred percent, dude, it's I I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. I think what we'll do is I'll get kind of started. Uh, my plans were, so we had opening week of Kentucky, which was the previous Saturday before, uh, you came down and I know you wanted to be here for opener. And I was like, you know what, man, if you want my opinion, I think it's almost better to come like a week after, which sounds kind of backwards, but a lot of the guys that come to hunt public land, they only stay for like maybe a week, you know, at best. So, I mean, let's be real. Most of us are blue collar guys. And, um, you know, we can't really stay out here for until we kill. So I was thinking Thursday would, uh, we had a a nice little cold front. It wasn't anything major, uh, but it was a, it was a decent temperature drop from, you know, the nineties that we had. And, uh, I just knew personally, I just knew it was going to be a killer night and I wasn't able to get out, but I had a a phone call from a good buddy of mine, Dylan. Um, he shot a, a great buck. And I was super stoked for him. So I went and helped him get his buck out of there. He, uh, I kind of helped him get into the mobile style and he took it and ran with it. And man, his, his setup was just flawless. It was so sweet. Um, just set up in this nice bottom. He accessed it with using a Creek drainage and, uh, made a, made a great shot on a nice bucket, like 30 yards. And I was floored for him. And that was his first like good buck with a mobile, you know, setup, and um, and then you call me literally like, <laughs> I swear to God, it wasn't a minute after he called me, and you're freaking out like you just plugged one too, and I'm like, yeah. damn it, man. <laughs> and then I felt like a real dumbass for not going out hunting, but yeah. like you know, I, I love it, dude. It just, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, I'm getting ready to leave town for like a week on it, you know, at least a week, and. I almost felt like guilty. Like I knew I wasn't going to have cell service. So I kind of told her, I'm like, whatever, I'll let the, you know, the first week kind of lay and I'll just dedicate time to you guys. And then I completely blew off my family kind of for the, the last uh, couple for, evenings for the last 48 yeah. hours prior to leaving. Yeah. But we had a great time. So we got, you know, we oh, got yeah. Dylan's buck. He came back since we have a, a garage and a cooler, you know, he, he uh, quartered his buck out, and, and you showed up, and we all hung out and had a good time. Yeah. And um, and then the next morning, uh, well, I think at this point, we ought to talk about your story. And, like, yeah. you had just gotten into town, yeah. you know, what, around 12 or so that day, on, and it was Thursday? Yeah, so uh, Thursday, I, uh, like you said in the beginning of this, I was really hoping to be down here by opener, and it just didn't work out. Just some things with like family, just little things, you know, that just pushed it back a couple of days. I had already had the time off work, so that wasn't the issue, but just some little things that just kept pushing it back a day, a day here, there, and then um, ended up taking off uh, Thursday morning. I left my house at nine, so I didn't get down there till uh, I think I pulled in the parking lot three-ish two-ish somewhere in there and uh like you said it just dude you timed it perfect i think 
that first day there was like an 18 degree swing over the last 48 hours prior to because like you said it was up in the mid to mid to low 90s and we're talking mid 70s now so obviously not enough time to get in the woods and scout it out but what i ended up doing was uh i pulled i i drove all the way around this piece that i had uh e-scouted another thing i never made it down in postseason last year to hang cameras or step a foot on any properties that i went on uh during this trip so what i did is i drove all the way around this piece and uh why I wanted to find the beans was my priority for the night and worst case scenario, uh, like an inside corner of a, a cornfield with a little bit of, uh, whether it was a topography train change or, uh, just a bunch of different, uh, different edges coming together was whether it was, uh, like a CRP type deal on the backside. I was just looking for edge and, uh, diversity. So, I ran into one guy in the parking lot that was there opening weekend and he said the place was packed. So it all worked out for the better. Um, I got, I went in, got set up, used right along the edge of some private on these beans. I got set up on this inside corner where these deer were coming back and forth out of the thick, nasty, the backside of that tree line had like a CRP type, I don't know if it used to be, a, if it was part of the woods, that got clear cut or if it was just CRP, but, um, it was definitely a grown up field. It could have been three to eight feet tall in places. So I kind of set up on the edge of that. And then, uh, on the edge of the, the wood line where it, all it met the beans on a good little, uh, a trail that come out of the woods. And so I got set up and, uh, it was probably four thirty ish. And, uh, a deer came across a little, little buck came across the field. And honestly it was, he was full velvet and he gave me 10, 12 yard shot. And it was right at gray light. If anybody's watched my YouTube video yet, um, it looks super dark on there, but it, it was legal shooting light. Thought I made a good shot. And, uh, he went out in the field, stopped shot again. And, uh, I don't think the second shot hit now that, uh, Justin and I tracked him just with what we found with that. Actually, we never found the arrow, but we found the broadhead. Yeah, uh, I gotta it was, say, that was shit. the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It was tracking com- a deer. Yeah, it was complete- like somebody unscrewed his broadhead and I found it laying in the dirt. And I was like, with nothing on strange. it, it yeah. was clean, clean as a yeah. whistle, but it was and we right. We never found the other arrow. It's almost like somebody stole uh-huh. your arrow or something. <laughs> right. The broadhead. <laughs> right. So. Uh, I'll make this quick because I mean, ultimately, it never, never yeah. ended up recovering the deer. Uh, we tracked that thing for, I mean, I had a mile or a little over yeah, a mile on I my tracker. Say, we, we and did then an Justin, thorough like yeah. tracking job, and there was no lack of effort. And I mean, we just literally ran out of blood pretty much. And yeah, he went into a big chunk of private land, and we, I kind of told you, I was like, I think we bumped him. Yep. Um, cause the blood went from like being dry to being wet again. And I was kind of, kind of gave me a weird feeling, but you know, yeah. I pressed on and you know, what do you do, man? There was yeah. no, well, and I kept, I kept saying in yeah. the videos and stuff that I hit him in the guts. Honestly, I think what was on that arrow was from the beans and I had just skimmed him, whether I, 
I skimmed his back or if I skimmed his brisket or right underneath of his uh yeah his Could've chest cavity iron, man if he yeah. ducked I mean true that's uh I've had that happen a couple times and your arrow looks yeah. like clean as a whistle it's kind of weird but it still yeah. smells well, like it still smells like for sure so that yeah. that definitely could have been there and he could still be alive today so i mean it is what it is i called justin yep. i was freaking irate and uh i was in the tree for two and a half hours and i thought i had i had tagged out um yeah but yeah we got cool. to celebrate it was definitely a, a great feeling man uh i know oh, you're for excited sure. and i kind of told you i was like well dude uh i would come help you tonight but like from the sounds of it I feel like we probably ought to just wait for the morning. And I was like, I, you know, I don't have any yeah. work going on. So yeah. I was like, I can help you. And I kind of felt like, Hey, we, we go fly the drone out there. At least we can look around and see. Yeah. And I felt pretty confident we would find him in the beans from everything you were saying, but right, it didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, I kind of had to give you a little bit of a pep talk and like tell you to just brush it <laughs> off and that's, that's get a your ass in the woods. And, uh, and that's really like, you know, dude, it's, it's part of bow hunting. I don't care yeah. all you guys listening. I mean, you know, some of you it's happened to it. If it hasn't happened to you, it will eventually it's just bow hunting. Right. Um, you need to, you need to have a little bit of uh umph to you, man, and just be able to brush that shit off. And like bow hunting is full of highs and lows. And if you can push through the lows, greatness is on the other side. I can promise you. And this is the uh, story of that. It is, man. So and uh, yeah, like so you we said, come back. I guess you shot your bow, and you were just kind of concerned, maybe like something was off. And yeah, what was <clears throat> your your bow was was pretty dialed, right? Maybe like yeah, we were all we were all yeah. set up perfect. Um, I think you ended up you had an extra swacker sitting around because that's what I shoot. Yep. Um, and now that I'm two arrows down you gave me well not two arrows but two broadheads you gave me an extra broadhead just in case and uh that's gonna that's also gonna play into role here here in a minute because what there's there's a big part of this story that's about to happen that the youtube video doesn't show because it wasn't on film so justin and i we shot our bows uh just kind of regrouping we ate lunch and we talked about uh an area we kind of looked at it on the mat he kind of pointed me in a little bit of a direction to like, Hey, I've kind of heard, uh, heard some things about a spot. He hadn't been in it quite yet this year. I'll, I'll kind of let you yeah, chime I mean, in on that part of it. No, I mean, whatever, dude, what good friends do. Um, you know, I didn't mind throwing you a bone. It's not, I had nothing to lose. Uh, I just wanted you to kind of have a successful hunt and it wasn't, uh, you know, too, uh, terrible of a, we had enough time. I figured, you know, you got to go a little deep into this place and I knew you were able to do it. So, um, I was like, I told you, I'm like, scout your way in. Um, you know, it's kind of a tricky place because a lot of it's, they usually end up busting you, uh, when you walk in there, but you know, you just gotta keep your wits about you. And, um, I'll leave it at that, man. I think you ought to just talk about, you know, your experience. Yeah, for sure. So from here, um, when I got back in the, when I got back in the Jeep, I honestly debated on driving back to Ohio. I'll be honest. Uh, that, that interview is on my, on my video as well. I'm, I'm down in the dumps, man. I'm like trying to get my head back on straight and just 
put it behind me. Um, I think uh, just the the fact of being down there, I was like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. Like, let's go sit in the woods. I only had, so I had Thursday night, which was the previous night. I had all day Friday and I had Saturday morning to hunt and I had to turn around and go back home just because of commitments that were already made. Like that was another reason why I was kind of upset about getting down there later was I was crunching my time that I was going to be able to spend. So now I do that interview in the Jeep about 1230 and I get down to this area, the parking area, and I'm already nervous because when I pull into the parking lot, there is these, I, I don't know how to describe them. There was these three individuals that were down just messing around in the Creek that look like they're up to no good. So okay. I'm, th- I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much, dude. I'm thinking, yeah. you can I'm just, just say it. They were, meth yeah, it's yeah, right. yeah. Hey, meth you're in Kentucky, what, man. What, yeah. Wait, tweaker, wait. tweakers, whatever you want to call them, man. It, it would not be a public land spot if you didn't come across a tweaker every once in a while. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, I like uh, it. It, next time you're in Kentucky, stay strapped. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's my I, motto. I completely dropped the ball on that, which I'm, yeah. I do, I do it around Ohio. So I don't, I, it was just one of those things that didn't make it into the pack just because I was so focused yeah. on getting down yeah. there. So Stay strapped I'm, or get clapped, my friend. <laughs> I, I'm already nervous walking away from the Jeep because I was like, I got my coolers in there. I got everything else that my my rest of my gear, I mean, most of it's on my back anyway. But um, I'm like, you know what? I, I talked to these people for a minute. They were super nice. So I was super nice back just trying to trying to be that, that good guy that's not trying to be um, – mischievous or up to no good as well but so i pass these guys and i'm headed in and this creek uh is very loud so it's kind of like shale bottom uh just very small rocks it's all like i'm having to tiptoe through this thing and kind of like weave my way i'm kind of staying in the water to stay silent and then i'd weave up on the edges of the banks and i made it about I don't know, maybe a third of a mile. So maybe not even that far yet. I was probably about 500 yards or so from the truck and on the west side. So this creek runs north and south. I got a north wind blowing straight in my face and it's blowing straight down this creek. I have no worry about the wind whatsoever all night. As I'm working my way up the creek, um, on the west side, I spot a couple deer right over on the, the edge of this ridge that's running north and south, uh, right along the creek. There's a little pinch in between it that's probably about 20 yards wide. And the one little buck's like up on the side of that ridge. He's coming down off the what looked like the upper third, but he's he's tiny. He's like 40-inch six-point or something like that, but he's still full velvet. And I start to see some other deer moving, but as I'm standing there now i got an arrow knock just because and uh they the next deer i see is a doe is either a doe or a real small spike or something but far enough to where i can't see any horns so i'm creeping up a little bit because i got this real like tall grass that's about waist waist to nipple high 
that I'm kind of just weaving through, and they still have no clue I'm there. And I'm about 65-ish yards from them. And honestly, I, I'm thinking that there's going to be more deer than just this, just just because of the area that we're in. There, there ended up being a ton of uh, white oaks in there just raining acorns as I'm standing there. They're bouncing off the trees and just the whole – um, south side of this ridge system has oaks surrounding it. So I figure they're either coming down to get the acorns in the middle of the day or they're about to come down and take a drink of water and go right back up and go bed again because, I mean, it's it's the middle of the day. It's it's hot. Yeah, I think that played a big part of why those deer were probably around there too, man, because it's been so yeah. hot that they really yeah. wanted – for one, they were staying cooler, and two – they had food, water, and cover, and right there. not many people messing with them, apparently. I, that yeah. would be my guess. Yeah, so, mind you, I'm 500 yards from the truck, Not probably not even that. Um, and I had planned on, the spot that we e-scouted together was about a mile and a half, a mile at least, to where I was going to eventually get to. So these deer are working their way down closer to the Creek and I can hear farther off the South side of this point on the West side, there's a deer. Well, it ended up being a buck that's rubbing his velvet off. So it's, he's just thrashing all to hell. At first I had no idea what it was, but then I thought to myself, I was like, there's a buck shedding right now. So Mm -hmm. these Creek banks are at least six to eight feet tall in places like you straight up you can't get up them can't get down them can't see over them if you're down inside the creek so these deer these this little buck and this doe are looking in the direction of where this buck is rubbing his velvet off so at the blink of an eye so i had ranged these this little buck and he like i said 65 70 yards and the next thing i know an, a velvet eight that's probably um, at the time I would guess anywhere from 120 to 140 just because of how quick this all happened. The biggest frame deer that I've seen since I've been down there, right? So right. he's definitely in my mind a no doubt shooter. And full, like I said, full velvet. And he is now, he kind of sprinted and he made it he's on a trail that's going to come right down into the Creek. He's 40 yards from me. I ranged him already had an arrow knocked, drew my bow back and the deer in the background started running, but I thought they had caught me drawing my bow. So I thought they were running back up the hill. But at this point, I'm like, that this buck is not looking at me. He's looking back at these deer that are running at him now. So he's looking north. I'm still south of everything that's going on. And I settle the pin. Well, I don't settle the pin whatsoever. Um, but that the movement behind him at those other deer scared me because I was like, I thought he was going to take off. Dude, I shoot over this buck's back at 40 yards just because of everything that happened. This was a blink of an eye. And I had enough time to range him. Basically, my uh, range finder was on a lanyard. I just dropped it. I didn't even put it back in the case. I drew my bow and just 
you know how that stuff happens so quick. Shot right over his back. So Got now I'm excited. Oh, uh, dude, I was I was beyond excited at this point. And, and me, mean uh, meanwhile, like I think maybe it was a little bit after this, but dude, you like text me all this stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm with my wife hanging out, and I'm like. He's like, oh, just got all the, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, he's totally gonna shoot something tonight. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, like, it's early in the night. Like, okay, unless they just move past him and it's yeah. heat, they're gone. Right. So, mind you, it is still when I look down at my phone after all this happened, like I'm still standing there shell shocked that I blew this opportunity. Like, it's one o'clock. It's not. It's one. It's sorry. It's twelve forty-five in the afternoon with where I'm at right now. And I'm get trying to get into this spot. And I just shot over his back. Like I almost turned right around and got went back and got in the Jeep and called you and just left. Like at this point I am at a ridiculous low. So they stumbled off probably twenty, thirty yards, but they stumbled off far enough to where they cannot see down in the creek where this all just went down. They have no clue what happened. They didn't. Sm- they obviously didn't smell me because I'm still completely downwind. They weren't even looking at me when I shot. So I completely, I shook it off right then and there. I was like, you know what? I was like, this is the second opportunity I've been here less than 24 hours. Like, I I come down here. I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right places. Like. God's made it happen two times already. Let's see if we can go for third time's a charm tonight. Exactly. Yeah. And you hadn't even made it to like, you know, into the good stuff, I would say yet. Yeah. That's kind of what I was figuring. So these deer just kind of meandered their way off. They just, they got back to a walk. I could hear them walking away. Um, I just let them do their thing and I started creeping up the bank. And, uh, I eventually get to where we had e-scouted together and I'm not seeing anything that I want to see. So I don't hear any acorns. I don't hear any squirrels. I don't have any good Creek crossings that I want to get to like just all the sign that I had seen right at this spot where I shot at this buck. Like it's just not there. And I was like, you know what? Stop wasting time. You got plenty of daylight left go back. My gut just told me like, turn around. Um, I'm a mile and I'm a little over a mile from the truck. So I have to turn around and go all the way back. I say another saving grace with this was having that North wind with this Creek that's running North and South. Because if, if I would have got off this Creek and blew my scent anywhere where those deer were like, this would have been completely blown. But with what I had to, with that wind, and this creek being able to funnel all that scent and keep it down in that creek bank, that's the only thing that really saved me here. So turn around and walk almost a mile back. And I set up in a tree that was ended up being two yards off of the trail that that buck was going to come down and get a drink of water. Soon as I get set up in the tree. So this is another thing I want to touch on real quick as well. Um, I'm running a Lone Wolf Custom Gear 0.5. I'm running for this early season. I'm surprised I didn't leave one at home, but I run three 
uh, of the 14 inch doubles with 17 inch aiders on all of them. And Justin, thank you for the tip with the aiders because I've already got it switched and they're so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I got everything, uh, I got everything silented down. That was one thing I didn't really care for about the sticks when I first got them. But if you silence your stuff down, they're, you're not going to make any noise with them anyway. But they're the, they bite the trees so ridiculous. Like, I just, I love my setup with what I got. Um, I'm running the, the Amsteel guy, the USA pros. If you guys haven't checked those out, uh, I know Justin, you have something similar, but it's just made by yeah. a different company. Yeah. It's minor from, uh, Luke Daltel with a uh, real deal Amsteel, but nice. it's the same. It's same literally this. Yeah. Same setup, but you guys really should check those out. If you don't want to run cam buckles anymore, um, just to silent it down that much more. And just the way that that th you can get those so tight on a tree and that stick bites that much more. I, d I love those. And that was my first hang with those this year. So what I ended up doing, I got set up in this tree and with the, the way the sun was going to hit and what I had for a backdrop, uh, like a, this is in the video as well. I, I posted a picture of it in there. I used the trees behind me. Um, and I sat with my saddle. I saddle hunted out of my tree stand, but I could, I just loosen my, uh, tether so I can turn around and sit down. But I, ba I basically, I didn't sit down, but for 30 minutes, uh, as soon as I get set up in the tree, uh, it's about three fifteen. I just, I leaned down, put my elbows on my knees and said a prayer. I was like, you know what? I mean, I got nothing to lose. I, you've given me two opportunities. So a third, I'm not going to mess this one up. Right. So like, just give me one more chance, please. Yeah. I just need one more and I, I will do my part. If you bring that deer in here. I, I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest. I'll just touch on this. And like, I've said this before on this podcast is like, there's just something about like pushing through <clears throat> like those low moments like that. And like, you know, it's like great. Like literally you are so close. Like you just have to keep digging and yeah. find the gold. I mean, it's, yeah. it's always been like that for me, man. Like so many times, like I've just been through hell. And yep. if you just keep pressing on, man, like good stuff happens. So that's I don't it. want to take that, away that, from it, but it, you know, it's, you're, you're not it, taking it, away from anything. Yeah. It reassures, you know, like how I've felt in the past and like, it is yeah. what it is, man. hundred percent. You aren't going to succeed by, uh, you know, throwing in the towel. So you may as well just no. give it everything you got. Not at all. And like, just to throw this in there real quick, like on that mentality of, of staying, staying disciplined and staying with your, with your game plan. Like there's so many people that give up at that point that is never going to, never going to reach that next level. And once you're able to fight through that, like it, it, I'll finish the story. So that way you can, you can hear the yeah. success just from mine. Yeah. So no sooner did I pick my head up and start scanning and one of the farthest Oaks, off the edge of that southern point. So where I set up, like I said, that trail that that buck came out, there was this. I'm on the west side of the creek bank, and I'm right at the bottom of this ridge that runs north and south, and it's probably, I never measured it, but it's it's probably a good three or 400 yards long. 
and it's just it's just a nice little um, topographical change, little ridge system, and there's a creek on the opposite side of that as well that comes from the northwest and connects into the same creek that I accessed. So, in a way, this is a kind of a small hub, but um, I set up right on the south point of that, and I stayed on the eastern side, and I think that had a lot to play with this because I'll touch on that as well as the as the day went on here. As soon as I pick my head up, it's a little after three o'clock, and I can see a deer standing under an oak tree about 75 yards away. That same deer that I shot at, that same buck, full velvet eight, standing there eating acorns, 75 yards away from my tree. Mind you, I just crawled up this tree and I just got set up in my stand. So if that doesn't tell you how good, how much of a benefit it is to have a lightweight mobile setup that's silenced, uh, I've never been able to successfully, I don't think, climb up that close to a deer and get set up in the past. So I'm now looking through them through the binos and I'm starting to freak out like this. Did I really just set up on top of this deer that I just shot at two hours ago? So I'm just getting my mindset right. And I was like, all right, this is number three. I just, you make that opportunity happen and I'll do the rest. So there's a couple other deer moving around back there, um, right off of this. So this would be the Southwestern point of this same ridge system, the, where that ridge comes down and meets the Creek on the other side. And I, I kind of lose them a little bit. Um, and I, I figured like with how early it was, it's like these deer bedded down. So nothing happens between three fifteen and five fifteen, but, 515 does that sun's starting to go down i'm starting to get a little worried because the thermals are starting to i i finally experienced that thermal creep that guys talk about so the wind would die down but with it still being earlier in the day this was probably in between that three and five period where i would either drop milkweed or the i just throw the powder out a little bit and i would get some pull towards that ridge but then you could watch where that um that milkweed would hit a certain point and it would fall back into the creek and suck back down so when i set that tr- stand up where i did on the eastern side of where this um, ridge system was, that was all shaded. So once that milkweed hit that shade on that eastern side, it sucked it right down into the creek, and then the the wind took it straight out the bank where I or straight out the creek where I came from. So yeah. I was really getting worried I, about. I that. agree. Yeah, I was going to say the. Uh... Anytime I can, if I've got a creek system, I will just hop right up on the bank and try to hunt as close as uh, close to that as I can. Yep. For one, for ground scent, but two, like you're absolutely right, your thermals just seem to pull into that later and later. And yep. generally, those areas are kind of shaded for the most yeah. part. Yeah, so that, that really played into 
as time went on, these bucks, well, the first buck that got up was a completely shed out buck, which I think to, I believe that that was the first buck that I heard earlier that day that was shedding velvet because his, he was brownish red tent horns and he was, he had some non-typical stuff going on, man. He had some kickers everywhere. He had one of his sides were goofed up. Like I think he may have gotten hit or shot last year just because of the way that that one horn was really screwed up and just had some goofy stuff. But then his, his right side was, he was a really nice deer and they're just, they're starting to work around. They bedded on the lower one third of this ridge. They weren't, they weren't at the top. They didn't, they weren't at the bottom or I'm sorry. They weren't at the middle. They weren't at the top of the ridge. And I think that just had something to do with, with heat. Honestly, I mean, it wasn't crazy hot, but with it being hot the past few days, I think that just had them pushed down into lower points closer to the Creek where it's cooler anyway. Um, so these, these bucks are starting to move. So this buck is starting to work his way to the East, which is on the, they're up, they're starting to creep their way up the, that ridge system, but they're staying about midway up and about two thirds of the way up of this, of that ridge, there is like a little rock face. I say little, I say rock face, but it's maybe eight to 12 inches tall at most, but it's just enough to where they got to have certain sections to where I think they'll just have to make trails to come up and down it. One of those bucks I couldn't see because of the vegetation ended up taking the south side of the rocks and one went up above it to where I wasn't going to get a shot. And I already told myself like there's, so there's, I'm sorry, I should probably back up. The shed buck was making his way around first. And then that same eight pointer full velvet that I shot at earlier um, was making his way behind the shed buck. And at this point, they're kind of like, they're just milling around, they're eating acorns, and they're making their way around this this point straight to me. And uh, I was like, all right, whichever one, whichever one's getting the hammer here when, they, when I get the first opportunity. So, like I said, one ended up making his way up above that little rock face, and the other one came, came below it. And uh, – I had it ranged the, my little hole right before they would get closer to the Creek was the front of it was 30 and the back of it was, um, 40. So he came through, he was right in the middle of the, right in the middle of the, uh, window. And when Did I stopped him, yeah, no, I, him? nope, I didn't range the buck, but I had the whole range. So I knew if he was in the middle of it that I could put, I could put my 30 a little high or put my 40 right on him. Right. So, yes, I had it pre-ranged, but I did not range when he stepped in it, um, which I'm okay. glad because I, I ended up having to stop him. He was kind of cruising. I think he would have eventually made it down to the creek for a drink of water, which wouldn't have been the end of the story because I would have shot him. I could have shot him down there too, but I just – first opportunity, man, I was I was taking it. So. Right. Uh, he got in the window, I stopped him, and he took his last step with his shoulder that was facing me. So his opposing offside shoulder was back, and his front side was forward. When I shot the deer, the deer dropped. 
So I thought that I hit him high, um, which in turn was not the case at all. Um, I double on the buck and I shot a second time from the tree stand, um, which didn't connect. So I didn't put this on, on my video, but I went down and I finished him off because I, I just wanted it to end for him as fast as it could possibly take place. Um, after, uh, after that dude, I completely lost, I, I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, so quiver, quiver is completely empty, <laughs> right? A hundred percent empty. Um, that that uh, shot I'm in there, dude. The shot that dropped him was my last clean, like my last fresh broadhead out of the pack. Um, I had I can another feel the stress. I can feel it. Yeah, I had I that's had fair. another one in there that I was able to finish him off with. It's just in there for like coyotes and whatever else the case may be. So, um, hey, that's man. the one you that got him though, dude. And then I, uh, you just that, you lost it, right? I mean, I, know, I completely. I don't know when you when you called me, but I know when you called me, you were pretty ecstatic, <laughs> dude. I called. I think I called you four or five times before you finally answered. Um, but I, oh, dang, I really. Yeah. Oh yeah. I absolutely 100% did. Cause I knew if you got a phone call that early, you would know exactly what happened. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I was packing dude. Like I was, just, no, I was a maniac running around the house. For sure. To find this well, I and just, that. And I, I think I was charging my phone. That's why it wasn't on me. Yeah. In and then between, I, I heard it going off and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, and I'm like, the only way I'm answering this phone is if it's like Bo, like, because I was like, I'm not answering for anybody right now, and of yeah. course it's you. And so, uh, I was pumped for you, man. I was super stoked, and I'm like, son of a bitch. At the yeah. same time, I'm like, yeah. all right, man. Well, I'll be there. I'll help you out. I know, like, you know, it. Uh, I, it, it was a, it was an awesome feeling, man. I was, I was super pumped to come help you. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm still really, dude, I'm still on cloud nine. I can't stop thinking about this deer, man. Like just three years of coming together of just trying to put a bunch of different tactics and trial and error and just trying to get your own system down and just putting it, putting it all together when it, when it's laying right in front of you is, is you really just, just kept it simple is what you did. And that's it. I think that's like one of my biggest takeaways from like kind of hearing your side of things and like understanding certain things. And it's like purely just keep it simple and walk yeah. in and like, Hey, what are you hearing? Oh, I'm yeah. hearing acorn strap. Oh, well, what are you seeing? All right. Well, I saw some deer yeah. over here. Like, you know, you don't need to overthink it and worry about all this shit. It's like, what's the wind doing? Where can I hunt? And, you know, just walk through and just, Try to have a little bit of wits about you, you know, and that's it. Good, good I, things happen. Yeah. Just, I mean, that was the biggest thing there. I mean, obviously it was a pretty dead giveaway where the deer were because of what happened, yeah. but there was a heck of a Creek crossing right there that had a ton of tracks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just sitting there listening to the acorns while all that went down prior to setting up there. Like I, I think, a hundred percent in my mind, I would have ended up setting up there, whether I shot at that deer at 1245 or not, just because of what, what was there and what was given to me. 
Yeah. It's like you said, I mean, just you walking in, paying yeah, paying attention yeah. to your surroundings. I mean, and... That's kind of what I had told you. I'm like, man, go throw a sit in here in the worst case scenario. You sit in your stand, and it, even if you don't see something, at least you'll have somewhere that you'll have a general idea where if you should set up there in the morning or not, too, just to, like, cover all your bases. Yeah. Like, um, it, that was my thinking. I'm like, well, you know, yeah. you got an um, evening and a morning left, dude. Make it count, you know. Yeah, do, for sure. Try to try to be as strategical as you can and yep. be efficient. And yeah. look at what happens, dude. We were yeah. we literally got back to the house, I think, right before dark, which is pretty nice. It was. Yeah, he was in the truck before dark. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hell of a drag out, man. Uh, yeah. Great times. You know, that is uh, – and, and the coolest thing to me, and, like, I was thinking the whole time, it's like, you know what? Like, I might not be able to make it in the woods, but at least I'm having a great time with my friends. And there's no better, uh, there's no better like, success than, like, seeing somebody else that's super pumped. And I, I just, I love that shit. I even made, yeah. like, I don't know if some of you guys listening saw my story, but I I even said, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm heading, heading to go get another deer out. And I was like, man, I love this shit. Like, yeah. I just, and I do, man, that's. It's uh, it's what we live for, dude. Uh, it's obviously yeah. why we do this. But man, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm so stoked. And there's no better way to kick off the season than uh, you know, knocking down the front door with a with a good buck off the bat. So yeah, I look forward to uh, to hearing more of your your season as it goes forward. I know you're you're after a great deer. Um, I don't want to say any more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could say the same. Um, you know, I'm just getting used to hunting Kentucky and on a whim and just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't really have too much of a care this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to hunt and have fun and, uh, I'm sure something will happen, dude. I'm not going to stress. I have faith in you hundred percent with what you were able to tackle last year after, uh, after dealing with what you dealt with there. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. I know so, uh, you still knocked out a beautiful deer last year. Yeah, no, man. I'm. I already told you guys, uh, you know, and and it's just I just want to have fun this year, man, and That's have it. a good time with my buddies. And I feel like the less stressed you are, it's almost like them deer know it. And uh, yeah, we'll see. If not, hey, you know what? I had the trip of a lifetime last week, and dude, that um, was the, talk about I'm starting still, the season off right. Yeah, I'm still on a high from that, dude, and. How could you not be? Yeah, it's it just unbelievable, man. Like life changing experience. Um, yeah. So, guys, go- I hope you can join gonna- us next week for that. Uh, what, what's up, Bo? Is he going to go in the basement with everything else, or is he going to be in the vaulted ceiling in the in the living room? Uh, if he can fit in the basement, that'd be cool. But dude, <laughs> he'd have to I, be on a pedestal. I, I freaking I brought his rack down here, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah, I don't know he, where I'm going to put this thing at. He's like, going to have to go get in the living dimensions. room. Right, when no. he comes, when he comes back from the taxidermist, I better be in that house helping you helping you <laughs> hang him up. I'm definitely going to do the. Uh, that's one good thing about having a cabin is at least you got plenty of uh, studs to uh, 100%. Put, some, put some bolts in. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll take, but I can't wait. Um, yeah, dude. I'm definitely doing the detachable antlers on them because oh, I, you have I to, could you never. You probably have to. Yeah, there's no way I could fit them through the, the door. Well, and that way you can, if you ever go anywhere else, you don't have to worry about having to mess up the right. mount. You can just take them off and put them back on yeah 
Yes, sir. But, uh, well, until next week, folks, um, Bo, thank you so much for uh, joining us and uh, sharing your story with us, man. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, wish you nothing but the best this year. What is uh, – what you know for those guys that aren't following you, man? What's uh, what's your Instagram handle? Or so I know you're you're more yeah. on Instagram than Facebook, yeah. right? So Instagram, anytime I post to Instagram, it'll post to my Facebook as well, just because they're tied. Um, Bow Hunter Adventures, and it's B E A U, um, not B O W. So Bow Hunter Adventures and Bow Hunter on Facebook, and then I think it's just. Bo Hammock on on my YouTube page for that for that video for anybody that wants yeah. to go check it out. Yeah, I I'll got share some... that um, on our story for you, uh, so guys can check it out when we uh, put cool, this man. one out. Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping to I'm hoping to fill two more tags this year, man. I'm I'm going to buy an Indiana tag. I'm going to go over there as well this year and see if I can't get the trifecta. Heck yeah, dude! I love so, it. Do it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens, but uh, we'll go from there. Right on, man. Well, thanks again, brother. And uh, appreciate all you guys listening. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thanks again for tuning in this week, guys. Really appreciate all of you. want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Lone Wolf Custom Gear and Timberwolf Supply Company. If you haven't seen the new sling pack that Lone Wolf just released, check it out. Uh, it's an awesome little backpack. It's perfect, like kind of minimal style if that's what you guys are into and uh you can check out the video and reviews on it at the lone wolf custom gear youtube channel want to give uh, another shout out for timberwolf i really enjoyed using the uh the drink sticks that we had really helped keep me in the game and uh, if you guys are looking to just get a little extra edge this year i promise you won't be disappointed we're going to close today's segment out with a quote. I do not know who said this one, but I feel like it really applies to this podcast uh, and especially this episode. The reason most people fail is because they give up what they want most for what they want now. Hope that sinks into you guys. Uh, hopefully you are having a great weekend, getting after it. I wish you nothing but the best and uh, we'll catch you all next week.